This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Kings and Queens, David, a young man of courage. Welcome to our podcast series, Kings and Queens. During this series, we will take the time to look at some of the lives of the royal rulers and their trusted advisors during biblical times. We will look at how they led, the challenges they faced, and some of the outstanding things that God did through them. In this session, we'll be investigating the life of King David. He has a remarkable life story, full of adventure, calamity, and triumph. In the previous two sessions, we looked at the transition from the era of the judges to that of the kings, and at the life of the first appointed king, King Saul. God appointed Samuel to anoint Saul as king, However, over time, Saul failed to uphold his position because he negated to operate in the will of God. After more than one account of disobedience, Samuel explained to Saul that his reign would not continue and that God had found someone else to lead his people. God had sought a man after his own heart. In God's plan to give the Israelites a new king, God spoke to Samuel and told him, to stop mourning for Saul because he himself had rejected his role as king. In other words, it was no longer God's will for Saul to be king. And as a prophet, Samuel needed to prepare to be obedient to God for who God would appoint next. Let us read from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1 together. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Now Samuel's response to the Lord was basically, God, are you sure? Because you know Saul, he will try and kill me if I do this. But God had a perfect plan and prepared the way before Samuel. God responded to Samuel by instructing him to take a young calf with him and to say, I have come to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. You can find this in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 2. This was the truth. God did call Samuel to bring him a holy offering in Bethlehem. God told Samuel to invite Jesse to the sacrifice and that he would show him what he should do and who he wants Samuel to anoint. Jesse joined Samuel at the sacrifice and Samuel proceeded to inspect Jesse's strong and able sons. He first looked at Eliab. Eliab was Jesse's eldest son, so Samuel assumed that it must be him. But God explained to Samuel that he should not look at the outside appearance, at things like strength, stature, or how handsome he is, but rather at the heart of a person. Samuel looked at seven of Jesse's sons, but the Lord did not select any of them. So Samuel asked Jesse if he had any other sons. Jesse responded by explaining that he still had one more son, who was the youngest, and that he cared for his sheep out in the fields. Samuel asked Jesse to bring David to him. Eventually, young David arrives on the scene, and the word of God describes him as healthy and handsome. God then spoke to Samuel and told him to anoint David because this is who he had chosen to be the next king over Israel. God recognized the pureness of David's heart. 
Let us follow together in the word of God from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. God had anointed David and set him apart for the tasks that he would have to do for him. You see, when God looked at David, even though he was so young, God could already see all the way into David's future and who he would become. David was therefore already put in the position of training as the next king. God gave David great favor and insight in his youth. Being a good leader takes a lot of growth. A good leader is not bound by age. That is why it is so important for mature leaders to assist and encourage younger leaders. A good leader is someone who will allow God to work in their lives and to grow them and to bring correction. God takes the time to develop you carefully and intricately and equip you in your leadership. I would like to highlight some of the areas where God grew David in his leadership during the season of his life. Each of these areas played an important role in the way David led and ultimately governed as king. Remember, God grew David in the areas where he would specialize. For each of you, where you lead and what you are called to do will involve different grooming. But you too can reflect on your life and see how God has prepared you and equipped you in your leadership and where you are still developing. The first area I want to focus on is how David connected with God. No one can function optimally as a godly leader without having the presence of the Lord with them. God was with David and David thrived in his fellowship with the Lord. It is important to assess how your relationship with God is doing on a regular basis. Be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit through your actions or through the lack of time you set aside to enjoy God and to be with him. God wants you to flourish in your life. But you will never flourish in fullness if you operate out of the flesh, your own strength. God wants you to be attentive to his spirit. The second area where God worked in David's life, I would like to call out in the field. David had the opportunity to understand the significance of what being a shepherd truly meant. David initially trained as a shepherd over his father's sheep. To many, this may seem like a mundane task, but for David... This played an integral part in his character development and in his leadership style. David often faced times of seclusion from society as he guarded the sheep. The presence of God was with him. And on different occasions, he stood up against a lion and a bear, and he radically defeated them to spare the flock. David had to rely on the rescuing hand of God, his father, to sustain and protect his every step. This in turn prepared David to be God's shepherd over the people of Israel. I want to encourage you not to despise small beginnings. Leading a small business well has the potential to grow into a major organization. Starting a cause or a charity may seem like just a dream in the beginning. But over time and with God's help, you will be able to testify about how many people you reached who needed the humanitarian aid. The third area I want to mention is where David had the opportunity to train inside the palace. Time passed and sadly the spirit of God departed from Saul during his reign and a demon was sent to pester him. 
Saul's servants therefore sought a young harpist who could play worship to refresh Saul's spirit and to stop the demon from pestering him. One of Saul's servants mentioned that he knew a brilliant young harpist and that the boy was brave and that he had good discernment and that God was with him. And it just so happened that he recommended David. Saul then approached Jesse and asked him if he could send David to his palace. Saul really liked David as a youth and gave him great favor. David even became his armor bearer. Every time David played, Saul was refreshed and the evil spirit departed from him. David was able to witness and learn about the life of a king in his kingdom firsthand. Serving Saul in this manner allowed him to grow in wisdom and to prepare for the day that he would take up the throne. At times it may not make sense why you are in a certain situation, but God uses key moments in your life to enhance your leadership capacity and capabilities and to grow you in character. The fourth area where David had a lot of training was the battleground. God taught David from a young age not to fear his enemies through the predators that he encountered whilst protecting his father's sheep. God also used brave young David to bring his glory when he stood up against Goliath, when no grown man would step forward. David's father sent him to take some supplies to his brothers and other soldiers in the valley of Elah. The Israelites were gearing for a war against the Philistines. The Philistines literally stood on one mountain and the Israelites stood on another and there was a valley in between them. Goliath the Philistine was a man who was about three meters tall and he was looking for a fight with any Israelite who was brave enough to accept his challenge. He was dressed in brass armor and he carried a humongous spear. The spearhead alone weighed over six kilograms. You can find this in 1 Samuel 17 verses 5 to 7. So from this, we can assume that Goliath was well protected. Goliath bellowed out his dare before the crowd every morning and every night for 40 days. He asked if there was any man willing to fight him. He also said that if he lost, he and the Philistines would become the servants of the Israelites. But if they lost, then the Israelites would have to serve them. No grown man was willing to accept this challenge. However, Upon hearing this, young David was eager and willing to stand up against the Philistine giants and openly expressed this. David was enraged that Goliath could mock God's army because that meant he was coming up against his God directly. David was standing amongst the crowd and the news was delivered to Saul that someone was willing to fight Goliath. When called, David went humbly and boldly to Saul and shared that he was willing to fight Goliath. Saul questioned David and told him that he cannot fight against the giant because he is just a mere boy. David, however, explained that he was used to dangerous situations and that God had preserved his life against a lion and a bear before. So he was not concerned to stand up against Goliath. Saul gave David permission to fight against Goliath and said to him, May the Lord be with you. Saul even offered his own armor to David, but it was far too big and heavy for David to carry. God was with David, and David truly understood that the battle belonged to the Lord and that victory would only be gained through God. 
as a child of God, you will face opposition in your leadership journey. You should not try to fight the giants in your lives with your own strength or wisdom. You will only win each battle if you trust in God and in his power. When David spoke to Goliath, he stood in faith and trusted that God would help him defeat the Philistine. We can stand in faith against the giants in our lives, knowing that God will fight for us. Amen. For this particular battle, David only took five smooth stones out of a brook and defeated Goliath with one of them. He put his hope in God, whereas the Philistines put their hope in a man. With God, all things are possible. God carefully began to mold David into the leader he would be. And one of the key things that made David's grooming so successful was the fact that David was willing to participate and work with God. David fully understood that it was God working through him. And that is why he was so successful at a young age already. David knew that power and authority came from God and he gave God the honor in his triumphs. Let us pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we just thank you that you are so intricately involved in our lives. Thank you that you take the time to equip us and encourage us as we grow and develop both in character and in our leadership walk. Lord, please help us to recognize you in all that we do. Help us to be a witness to the world of your goodness and your faithfulness in our lives, Lord. Please give us your perspective in all situations. We ask this in faith. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please feel free to connect with us through our website, www.renovalministries.org for free resources. Or if you need any prayer, may God bless you and your family. Shalom. Thank you.